Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Monday, December 26th, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. Hey, coach. Appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks, Allie. We'll get started here with Josh and then Dave. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Hey, Josh. Good to see you. Um, there have been a couple of reports that have surfaced uh, on the injury statuses of uh, Lane Johnson and Avante Maddox. I'm wondering if you're able to uh, confirm the severity of those two specific guys. And also, could you provide an update on Jalen's uh, Jalen Hurts' status? Sure. Um, yeah, you know, still, you know, there's some, there's some, uh, obviously Lane and, and, uh, Avante were injured in the game. You know, Avante didn't come back in, neither did Lane, um, still evaluating through everything. Um, you know, we probably think they'll miss a little bit of time. Um, but you know, we'll never put a timetable on anybody. And so, you know, just it's early on in the process, uh, here too, with these guys. So want to get some more information back, but, you know, kind of looking that way, but we'll, we'll see. Um, and we'll see how the severity and how long, how long it will be as far as Jalen goes, it will be, you know, he, he, you know, we'll, we'll see one day at a time here. He, uh, you know, how much he wanted to play the other, the other, uh, last week, um, and how much he did to get his body ready. And again, with Jalen, it's just his body heals different than yours and mine, Josh, right? He's, he's going to be, do everything that he can do to, to, get himself healthy, and uh, if he's healthy, he'll play. Go ahead, Dave, and then Chris. Hey, Nick. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is uh, eligible to return for this next game. Do you expect him to practice? And when he does come back, is that a possibility of him playing in, in the nickel corner spot? Yeah, first first of all, we got to see, you know, see with everything, how everything's healing in there, and that's a, that's, that's a little bit harder one to um, – track right because you can't just you can't just you, you got to go in there and see right you got to get the cat scans and do everything you got to do to see how everything's healing in there so um we'll, we'll see we'll see where he is and again with all these guys right as much as we want these guys to play it's always about their health first and and their long-term health uh for the player um and and same thing here especially with something like chauncey's going through it'll always be about where he is um, and how, you know, because that, that's something you don't mess around with. Um, and so when he's healthy, he'll go. We'll see. We'll find out more as, as he gets some of these tests done. Um, just because he's eligible to return doesn't necessarily mean he will, um, even though I know he'll want to. And, um, again, all these guys are going to want to. Um, and so we'll see. Uh, that's going to be something that, that, that we're just waiting for some of the results back and when he, when he does get those tests. How about the ahead, second Chris part, of the- Nick? Real, real quick, the uh, would it be a consideration to play him at the nickel? Yeah, you know, obviously he's a he is a lot of uh, versatility, um, you know, and I think the same thing you guys kind of asked right when he when he got here it was like, well, he hasn't played safety. Well, we, we he showed that he could play safety. Well, he hasn't played nickel in over a year. Well, he can do that as well. So. Yeah, we'll take that one day at a time as well, and we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to that. Um, when uh, we we know he's healthy and ready to go, but uh, Chauncey's very uh, versatile, and he he can do a lot of different things, and and that and that's and that's obviously a really good thing for us. Go ahead, Chris, and then Martin. 
Hey, afternoon, Nick. Uh, piggybacking off of what you've uh, asked, what, how has Chauncey been involved with the team in these last couple of weeks? Has he been part of meetings? Has he been helping out with some of the younger guys when it comes to the safety? What's his been involvement with the team? Yeah, he's he's been around. I, I love having Chauncey around. He's got great energy about himself. Um, uh, he's always, you know, always uh, positive. Um, and, and I know the guys like being around him. I like being around him. And so he's been, you know, as, as he's gotten more healthy, he's been and been able to uh, get up and move around. He's been around the team more and, and been in meetings and stuff like that and, and, and out at walkthrough at times here and there as, as his body allows him to be. So, uh, yeah, just I'm just glad he's around and, and hanging around uh, a lot and, you know, obviously connecting with his teammates. And, and uh, like I said, he's just a, he's a good guy to have uh, be around. We'll go to Martin and then Jeff. Hi, Nick. Um, hey, Martin. As regards to Lane, when you said he might be out for a little bit, because of that, would that would be something where you would consider um, moving Jordan to right tackle and playing Andre at left, or would you just you know go with Driscoll at right tackle? I know last year I think you, you tried Jordan at right and and Driscoll at left, so just kind of curious. Obviously, uh, Martin, everything would be on the table, right? Whatever we feel like is best for us. Uh, I love the fact that Jordan has some versatility um, that he's able to do so. I love the fact that you know Andre and Jack are really good, really good backups, um, and and we have a lot of faith in them to go out there and be able to do their job. So we have some, we have versatility, just like about with the Chauncey question. Uh, we got a lot of versatility there, and. Uh, you know, and Stout does a great job of getting the guys ready. Those guys do a great job of getting themselves ready. So, um, you know, obviously you're, you're we're bummed about Lane in the sense of, you know, if, you know missing any time. Um, but we also uh, are confident in the guys that we have on the roster. And it, uh, that's obviously a big credit to Howie and his staff. And then, you know, the guys that we have and, and Stout. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Zach. Uh, Nick, there seemed like there were a number of uh, blown coverages uh, in the game, um, and there were a, a large amount of passes completed against the zone coverages per certain uh, outlets. In fact, uh, suggesting that uh, Dak completed all 24 of his passes. Um, how much of that was had to do with personnel changes and communication, or how much of it was not uh, adjusting to what the Cowboys were doing? Yeah, you know, I think that every, there's a little bit of everything there, right? It's it's us not putting them in the call um, that we need to put them into to to help them succeed, right? We'll always put look at ourselves first, and I know there's going to be calls, and I know there's calls that, that Gannon, uh, you know, Coach Gannon would want back. Uh, then we we're going to look at ourselves again as coaches and and say to ourselves, okay, all right, well, did they play the call the way we wanted them to? And if they didn't play the call the way we wanted them to. We got to look at ourselves in the mirror as coaches on that as well, and say, "Well, we need to teach that fundamental and that detail a little bit better because obviously there was a, a, a disconnect." And then it's and then it's to the players and of, of being able to go out there and execute. So it was a little bit of everything. Um, there was a little bit of everything. You know, some they had they had a good beater on against. You know, when I say beater, it's like, hey, they had a this coverage beater on versus the coverage exactly that we had on, and they and they and they just called a good play, and we and it was tough to cover it. You know, some of it was uh, uh, we didn't teach the detail well enough, and some of it was that, um, you know, uh, we didn't play it well enough. So it's always going to be on all three of those things, and, and we try to we try to uh, put ourselves at the for forefront first. Um, as far as the zone, I think, you know, zone all zones are a little different, right? I mean, some 
match zones are going to play out like man and be labeled as a zone. So, you know, as far as the way they play, you know, cover three, really, you can play multiple different ways. You can play a zone, you can play a true zone, uh, you can play a match zone, you can play a, a match zone on one side, uh, a zone on the other with the safety cheated to the other side. You can play it with uh, zone all the way across with the corners playing man, right? And so there's a lot of different variations of that zone that could be played. And then obviously that's the same thing in cover two. That's the same thing in cover four. And so, um, you know, I think just looking at that stat and that, and that world is, Hey, we, we didn't do, we didn't coach good enough. We didn't play good enough. And that's why it was 24, 24, not necessarily that it was zone because again, some zones play out like man anyway, and all the zones are a little bit different. Um, and so, um, but Hey, we, we got to play better in that, in that aspect. We got to coach better in that aspect. And I guess that's my, my way of saying that is that we got to coach better and play better. Go ahead, Zach. And then Rue. Hey, good afternoon, Nick. If I can bring you back to April when the trade with the saints was made, what was your reaction as a head coach thinking you had to wait a year for that first round or two years for that second rounder? And then is it, um, for lack of a, of a better term, another motivation this week to try to improve that draft pick? Well, sure. I mean, obviously our motivation obviously is to win the division and then to, and to, and to get the first round by, which is all in our grasp now, right? This isn't like, you know, you guys maybe would ask me this question in the middle of the year and I'm saying, and I, what you know exactly what I'm going to say. You can already type it in there and, and keep it in that ink that you type it in is that he's going to say, I'm just worried about this game. Well, this game directly affects the, both those two things and it affects the draft status. So sure. Like what, I mean, and, and so like, but we are focused on right in the now in the season, and you know it'll be sweet that we if we can go out there and, and get this win, and then once we're making the draft pick later, we can say to ourselves, well, that really did help us out, and that's that's our goal though, is just to win this game. And um, as far as your question about like what my mindset was, or like what I kind of was thinking right there. I don't know. I mean, I just uh, since I've been here and and how much trust I have in Howie is just like, hey, that, that great trade. Um, we'll get our we'll get our draft pick next year and we'll pick up an extra one. Cool. I'm I'm into that and uh, uh, whatever we think we got to do to to make this team better. Go ahead, Ruben, then John. Hey, Nick, uh, happy holidays and, and all that. Um, you, you know, the first couple months of the season, uh, everything went right for you guys. Um, every ball bounced your way. Somebody recovered it. Every tip ball went your way. You guys were healthy. Um, obviously, there's some adversity here, uh, in, whether it's turnovers or injuries or, or whatever. Uh, how equipped do you think these guys are to kind of navigate through all that and, and stay positive and, and deal with everything that's happening, whether it's Jalen or Lane or Avante, um, and, and, and keep winning football games? Sure. I think the answer to that is is very well equipped because of the types of guys we have on this football team um, and the leaders that we have on this football team. Right. And so if I felt we had a, a bunch of guys that didn't love football or who did, weren't tough or didn't have the right mental makeup, you know, those 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 are, you know, those are really hard to navigate as a coach. Right. But when you have like and, and it is, it's, it's really hard. But when you have a a group of guys like we have and the leaders that we have, like with Elaine Johnson and with Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey and Jake Elliott and Jalen, right. And Fletch and, and Slay, right. With, with those captains. And then even the guys on our leadership council and even the guys beyond that, like these guys, they, they don't get, they aren't going to be phased by that. We're going to move on and we're going to, 
we're going to correct our mistakes and, and move on from that. Um, because the, we knew like one of the earliest talks that we have in training camp is how are we going to adversity is coming? I don't know when it is. I don't know in what direction it will come. It could be in your personal life. It can be in your football life. It could be anything. Um, how are we going to handle that? And, um, you know, that's something that you just know about life, right? And, and football is no different. Um, and so, again, when you have to go through those things in life and when you have to go through those things in football, when you have the leaders that we have, it's, it's, it, it makes those roads a little bit easier to navigate. Are they still hard? Absolutely, they're still hard. Are we still mad about our, our loss? Absolutely we are. But, you know, sometimes that fuels you to, to even dig a little bit deeper so you don't let your – let each other down. And, uh, that's where we are right now. You know, we're going to dig, we're going to dig deeper. We're going to find more answers. We've, you know, we, we feel like we're obviously quite around that track right now of, of finding more answers. I know a lot of our coaches, myself, uh, you know, we, I probably watched that game eight, eight times yesterday and just, you know, talking back and forth with coaches and, you know, and obviously in between kids playing, you know, Madden or, you know, my son playing Madden or my, my wife, and, and her mom making dinner or whatever it was, like watching that game so we can say to ourselves, how are we going to get better um, from that? And, and obviously that's the stage we're in now. Go ahead, John, and then Bo. Thank you. Uh, hi, Nick. Uh, kind of wanted to talk uh, about moving parts in general. A lot of coaches say they don't like to affect two positions that they don't have to, and there's always sort of a domino effect if you want to – move somebody that that means somebody else may have to go in a position they're not as comfortable with. Do you have a sort of base philosophy of that? How do you handle that type of thing? Yeah, not, not necessarily. I think every, every one of those is a little bit different. You try to, you try to have your base philosophies. I mean, that's a good question, John, cause you try to have your base philosophies on everything, right? Here's my base philosophy on this. Here's my base philosophy on that and, or, and, but in, in everything. And so, you 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 kind of you get that based off your prior experiences things like that, um, you know. But with this, like there, this is a this is a game. It's just such a physical game. It's such a long season that these things happen, and and there are injuries throughout the game. You know, throughout the year that you have to navigate, that you have to handle the adversity. And so I don't think it's ever, you know, it's it, I don't ever want to be extreme with it because you don't want to be extreme in anything that you do. And so, like, it's the answer is different all the time, and it depends on the person, it depends on the position, it depends on, you know, the situation of who you may be playing. There's a lot of different things that that go into it, and so this is one like there isn't just a base. Here, here's a rule book on it, and then you adjust off of that based off of what your your philosophy says or anything like that. Um, and so I guess there's just, you know, with every, if with every one of these injuries, I mean, and that, that we've had, you know, the, it, it's, it's a little bit different each time. And so, and every case will be treated. So. Go ahead, Bo, and then Ed. Hey, Nick, after, uh, after watching the tape, what did you, what did you make of Gardner's performance? I guess any different than what you thought live. And then also very quickly, uh, did you like the spike at the end of the game? Would you do that again? Uh, yeah, I thought that Gardner did, did a really nice job. Um, you know, I think he'll want a couple plays back. We're going to want a couple plays back as what we called um, and, our, and a couple plays back of, you know, the positions we put guys in and every player is going to have a couple plays they're going to want back. But I thought Gardner really handled uh, himself with a lot of, you know, 
a lot of poise. Um, I thought he made some really nice plays, um, you know, as we were texting back and forth yesterday. And, I, you know, I'm just kind of going through corrections with him as I'm texting him. And, and then also just some of the plays I thought he was really good. The, th- the plays that I was texting him that I thought were really good far outweighed the ones that I was giving him corrections on. Um, and and uh, so I, I thought he I thought he played I thought he played well. Um, and I thought he under under, you know, not not having played in a year and coming in there. And but that that's we kind of expected that out of Gardner because we know we have so much confidence in him and we know what type of player he is. Um, as far as the spike, the spike goes. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I thought that was. Uh, I, I liked that. I, and I would do that same thing again um, and save that timeout. Uh, Thirty-three seconds when we spiked it. Um, I think was still on the clock when we had that. It kind of just opens up the field to. You know, I know I understand that you have one less down to to get a first down, but it opens up the field to to everything to be able to 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 uh, complete it anywhere you want and be able to use that uh, timeout. Um, and then, like, let's say you catch one on the sideline and, and you're on the five-yard line. After you catch one on the sideline, well, now you now you have this ability to run the football there, too, um, and, and make yourself multiple for being able to take your, take it away. Uh, I, at, no, at no point did I have I until really, obviously, um, Bob always prepares me for questions uh, that I might face, and really I didn't, I didn't even think about that until he prepared me for that question. And and I stay and as as we talk about it and manage the game, and we always talk about how we can do better managing the game. To me, that was a no brainer to clock it right there, um, an absolute no brainer um, because now you can you can play the whole the whole field. Um, and you know, I know that a couple of them went deep after that, but you still can play the whole field. And again, you're not, you can say to yourself, I'm going to throw it here or throw it there, but the defense dictates at times too where that ball is going. Um, and so, yeah, I feel really good about that decision. It didn't, you know, obviously we didn't end up winning the game. So I also understand that my job as a head coach is to take criticism on that and that's okay. Uh, I know what I signed up for, but I would do that same thing again. Uh, if I was presented with that situation uh, tomorrow, well, if it was instead of if it was instead of calling a timeout, how much, how many more seconds do you need to call just call a play there? How many more seconds to call a play? That that sometimes that's about that yeah, that's that could be anywhere. It just all depends on the play, obviously, Bo. Like that could be anywhere from eight to ten seconds right there um, with that play. Obviously, you you take the snap, you clock it. That takes a second, right? Uh, you run a play. I mean, obviously, different things could happen right there. Um, you know, that just always depends on the play. Anywhere from eight to ten seconds in my mind, um, even more so if, if something obviously happened there. Thank you. We'll take these last two here. Go ahead, Ed, and then Josh. Hi, Nick. Um, hey, Ed. Interesting way to spend Christmas there, but I guess that's life as a football coach, right? Uh, you know, watching the game eight times. Um, but but I, I want to ask you about um, – AJ Brown touched on this after the game as far as playing three straight road games. What what were the challenges of that? And then obviously it's going to be a big lift coming back. And, and how important is it to have these final two games uh, at home? Always important to play home, man, is especially in Philadelphia, right? This we know how electric that stadium is. We know how awesome our fans are. We know how intimidating our fans and our and that place can be uh, to opposing team. Um, and so anytime you're home, you love that because, you know, in this game where you where the parity of this league is so, so tight, 
like we'll take any advantage we can get, right? And 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 you're that's why you're clawing and scratching for every little advantage you can get when you're game planning all week. And it's the same thing here. Like, yeah, you, of course you want your fans to be going crazy when and and being loud when they're trying to communicate and communications at a at a key. Um, as far as the you know having three road games in a row, I don't I, I don't think we look at it that way in the sense of and I know AJ mentioned it um, and, and this and that, but. You're all, you're so focused on the time, you know. You're you're now right now, right? You're so focused on, hey, us playing this particular game right now that when you start a three game stretch on the road, you're not thinking about the next two games, right? Or when you're on the second game of the stretch, you're not thinking about the next one being on the road. Obviously, there's advantages to being on the uh, at home, and there's advantages and there's disadvantages to being on the road because again, the parity like we just talked about, but. You know, I, I say to I say to that is like I'm really excited to be in front of our crowd because I love our fans, I love our city, and 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 want to play in front of them. I love to be a, a a big time college program where you have you know like a, a Michigan has ten home game. What don't doesn't this always seem like Michigan plays home games all the time? We'd love to be able to do that. Obviously, the NFL gave us nine home games this year and only eight and eight away games, um, but. Uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back out there in front of our, our fans and uh, and letting them uh, affect the game. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, Nick, on uh, three of the interceptions that have occurred over the past two weeks, they were targets uh, with Quez Watkins uh, involved. Um, I'm guessing, or I'm, I'm asking uh, in, in regards to the uh, teach tape, uh, are there any uh, repetitive um, teaching points in that, or is it a mix of factors um, with those three interceptions? I'm trying to think of the one against Chicago. Help me out there. I'm just trying to think of what happened. Uh, there. Yeah, it looked like uh, Quez like ran a post. Uh, yeah, Jalen lofted it, and uh, I think the the back safety. Um, but Jaylen then uh, threw it early before he came out of his break. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I I think a little bit of that is just coincidence. Um, you know. Uh, the first one, the first interception um, of the game, I just think that guy made a really good play and, and where the ball was over here on Quez, he was trying to move to get to the ball and that guy beat him to the spot essentially um, because he made a really good play. And uh, the second one, I think, again, like, like, like I said earlier, everybody's going to want to have plays back. And it's sometimes the plays that you want back are looked at to the outside world as that's the one that changed the game. And, and sometimes that quite possibly is true, but it, it takes, you know, we had 72 plays of offense. Every one of them is critical. Um, and it is never just one play. And so of course we're going to, Quez is going to want that second one back. Um, and, but like I said, there, I have, I have multiple plays in that game where I'm like, this was dumb. I, I want that play back. And, and everybody's going to have those. Like That's this game of football, and you, and you try to limit those as much as you possibly can. Um, but as far as the question, as far as their common theme, I, I don't believe so. Um, I don't, I, you know, again, I'm still blanking on the, on the Chicago one for whatever reason. Um, but I don't believe that there, there's, a, there's a common theme. Sometimes it's just a coincidence on those things. And uh, we're going to work like crazy to get those, the, the mistakes that we made uh, to be better. Thanks for the time, Coach. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.